Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me. It's Wednesday today. It's the middle of the week, and I hope that you're all having an amazing week. I hope it's been peaceful and relaxing. I hope that you've taken some time for yourself amidst your busy schedules. Thanks for joining me on the podcast again. Um, it's been really fun to just hop on here and kind of share some ideas and share some of the things I talk about in my classes and just um, connect with everybody. So today I kind of wanted to talk about labels. Labels meaning in the way that we label everything we see. In the way that we label every circumstance, every person, every experience, the way that we label ourselves. We are surrounded by labels, if you think about it. We literally label everything um, from the ideas in our mind. If you look around the room, you can name things a certain label that they've been given. There's the table, the chair, the ceiling, the floor, right? As a collective society, we've all decided to use these labels or names for these things as concepts that fill our reality. These types of labels do not usually have an emotional quality or attachment to them, especially if we're talking about objects. They don't really have anything. They don't have a name. They don't have a quality unless we as humans or as the collective decide to give them one, right? So they simply exist in our minds as the objects that we say that they are. However, it is the labeling of other aspects of life which we do unconsciously and this labeling creates our entire existence. It ultimately determines our quality of life, if you think about it. The fact that we have complete control and choice over what we decide to label anything as truth or anything as real or not real. Most of us are oblivious to the fact that we do this because we've been taught to do it. We grew up in a society that said this is what this is called and this is what this is called and you know, collectively, we've labeled these things this way. Um, and, and some of you are probably listening to this and thinking, what does this have to do with meditation? Well, when you meditate, you are able to see the way that you perceive things more clearly. So you may be labeling yourself or another person or another experience in a certain way that is actually hindering you. You may be engaging in a thought process that is causing you pain. And meditation allows us to step back as the energy that exists in this body to show us that, hey, you are looking at this a certain way. You're perceiving this in a way that is not helpful to you. And through meditation, we also begin to learn that we have a choice of how we choose to perceive whatever is existing in our reality. And we start to learn that the way we perceive that thing actually prepaves our reality. As Esther Hicks would say it, if um, 
any of you out there have not listened to Esther Hicks, I really, really recommend that you do. Um, it was a perfect starting off point for me for my career, basically. Um, but if you think about how we label everything, so we can label something as good, bad, right, wrong, pretty ugly, um, that not only provides a physical label that is being described, it also provides an inherent quality which we've decided to use. So, for example, if I say that someone is bad or mean, I have actually chosen to label them in that way. The representation of that person has created a congruent emotion within me and then is triggering that labeled thing. But what we always forget is that we have control over how we choose to label things and how they emotionally affect us as well. The reason that I talk about labeling, especially in my classes, has to do with my own story. Um, I usually tell everyone the story before I begin meditation because meditation um, was my savior. In a sense, it was sort of my way out of this difficulty. About 11 years ago, I was diagnosed as having an um, anxiety disorder, general anxiety disorder, GAD as it is referred to. And um, I always like to say that this is a really fancy name for um, you are really anxious and we don't know why. <laughs> uh, you're just generally anxious, so you have general anxiety disorder. Um, now when this started happening to me 11 years ago, I didn't have a lot of support. Um, mental health was still kind of ignored in our society. It's, it, it's not like it is today with the, you know, there was no mental bell talks day. There was no one speaking out about it. There was no one discussing their experience. So I was, I really felt kind of alone in this whole situation. Um, but nevertheless, it got really out of control and I was anxious about everything. I was scared to leave my house. Um, I, you know, I was put on medication. I had to go and see a counselor and what I found most powerful and detrimental about this experience was the fact that I was given a label. Okay. So I was labeled as having general anxiety disorder. So you're given a diagnosis, a label, literally words that a collective have made up to mean a certain thing. And that label now defines you. And in my experience, I really didn't like that. <laughs> um, so I kind of went off on my own and, um, you know, my medication was actually making me feel more anxious. My uh, counseling was helping, but I was still really confused as to why this was happening to me. It felt as if my body had turned against me. And... Um, a friend one day recommended that I try meditation and I didn't know anything about meditation or, um, you know, energy consciousness or spirituality at the time at all. And to make a really long story short, I started meditating and I did not stop meditating. Um, and since then I've gone on a long journey of healing and this was done through my own action. Um, I got off of my medication and I just continued meditating. And it, this practice has literally changed my entire life. That is why I teach it to people now. Um, 
But what I found was in order for me to heal from my anxiety, which I have fully healed from my anxiety, um, I'm, I don't even know what it feels like to have anxiety anymore, thankfully. Um, what I found that was important was the fact that I disconnected from the labels that were attached to me as a result of this experience. So you are labeled as having GAD. You are labeled as needing this medication. You are essentially labeled as having a disorder. You are labeled as having something wrong with you. This is very powerful. And what most people fail to realize is that they do not actually have to give in to that label. Or any label for that matter. In my classes, I have a lot of people that will come to me and a lot of people will say, well, I've been diagnosed with this. Well, I've been diagnosed with this. Well, my, you know, auntie or uncle has been diagnosed with this and I just need to know how to help them. And one thing that I say, which I'm sure a lot of mental health professionals would disagree with me, but I say, throw away the labels because it's not helping you are getting up every day and you are focused on the fact that you've now been labeled as having a disorder. So you're now defining your experience by the fact that something is wrong with you. And what most people actually end up doing with this label is they take it and they make it part of their identity. So they pick up that you know, idea or that label every single day. And they're like, well, because someone diagnosed me as having this or someone said that I have this, now I have this and I have to restructure my reality to fit with these feelings that I'm having. So for example, when I was labeled as having an anxiety disorder and when I was buying into that label, you know, I was so anxious, feeling physically so anxious that I would kind of rearrange my reality. I wouldn't go very far from home. Usually I wouldn't leave home after a while. I became so frightened. Um, you know, I would, in, if I went to a movie, I would sit on the end row of the movie theater so that it was easy for me to leave. I was always preparing to be attacked by my anxiety. And I find that people who are diagnosed as having something will say, oh, you know, like I have clinical depression or I have anxiety or I have this thing that's ruling my life. So therefore I can't do this and this and this. And it really is just taken on as your whole entire identity. That is how powerful labeling something is. We take something, we label it and our you know, psyche takes it and creates our identity around it. It becomes impressed on the subconscious mind which happens when we label anything. So if you want to look at an experience you're having as difficult, I always say try to take away the label of it being difficult. Try to relabel it as something else. Maybe it's a learning experience. Maybe it's there to teach you something. Maybe it's a temporary experience. So if you actually look around the world and realize that you have the power to choose how you define and label everything and however you choose to define and label it eventually will become real. It will become your reality. You discover the immense power that you have. And in meditation, it's easy to step back and see how you're labeling things. How are you structuring your reality? How are you choosing to call the experiences in your life? So then I always challenge people. I say, look at your experience. Look at the way that you're labeling yourself. 
are you good or bad at something? Are you overweight? Are you underweight? Are you healthy, not healthy? Are you happy or not happy? And then I challenge people to look at those labels and change them. Try operating from different labels for a while. Even if it feels like it's not real at first. Try operating from different labels. This is essentially how I healed myself through the changing of the way I labeled myself. I no longer told people that I had anxiety. I no longer operated as if I had anxiety. At first, it was very physically difficult. My mind, my subconscious mind and my body were still operating in a reality that said, hey, you have anxiety, right? This is the reality that I prepaved for myself. But when I decided to change it, things decided to change as well. My, you know, scenery, my world around me um, decided to look completely different. Things were no longer scary after a while of me choosing to not identify with the label of being someone who had an anxiety disorder. I just chose to turn the other way. So even I would leave the house and I would still feel physically very anxious, but I would say, no, you know, actually, no, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I don't have an anxiety disorder. These are labels, they're words, and they are extremely powerful. And everybody needs to become more conscious of how they're labeling things and what they're actually saying, what's coming out of their mouth, how they're looking at their reality. People don't realize that they're doing it, and you can hear it all around you every single day, the way that people talk about themselves or other people or the world, right? Choose your perspective. Choose your labels. So I'm going to leave this off with a challenge for anyone listening to this to become much more mindful of how you're labeling things. Try to even take an hour today and notice some of the labels that are coming in and out of your mind and in and out of your mouth and ask yourself if you want to continue to label your reality the way that you are. And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. But thank you so much for listening. And you can uh, find another podcast on here next week. Thanks again. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me this morning. I hope that everyone is having a good start to their week. On Sunday, I went to the Simply Be Honey Company in Waka, and I had a group meditation, which was beautiful. A lot of people showed up, and it was great. Um, I am really feeling so grateful to have the privilege to teach others to connect with themselves through meditation. I love hearing the experiences of others and being able to share um, how it feels to connect and what it feels like to connect is is important. I think it's really important for all of us. Uh, a topic that was mentioned on Sunday in our group meditation, uh, which I, I like to regularly touch on during my classes, is the topic of emotions and how meditation gives us the chance to feel our emotions and just sit with them 
and allow them to be there without judgment. The without judgment part is very difficult for most people. Um, In our society, we are kind of taught that emotions are shameful, right? Like we don't like to cry in a crowd of people. It's most people are like, you know, if you need to cry, go outside or, you know, you need to retreat to a space where you're alone to really feel your emotions, which is fine, which makes it easier for some people. Um, But kind of the whole idea behind that is that fully feeling emotion is not really accepted in our current collective and the way that we define things. So because of the, that definition and um, the non-acceptance really of allowing ourselves to be emotional is that most of us stuff our emotions down into our body, right? We stuff them down, we don't want to feel them fully, we kind of ignore our emotions by constantly stimulating ourselves externally, whether it uh, be from you know, being with friends, uh, watching TV, you know, being on our devices, going out places. Um, you know, does anyone know anybody who's really uncomfortable being alone? Like they really don't like to be alone. That's usually because once we give ourselves the chance to just sit with ourselves and be ourselves, it can be extremely uncomfortable because most of us are holding in emotions and experiences that we are not allowing ourselves to feel. So when we don't allow ourselves to feel emotion because we try to push it down into our body, it literally becomes a sickness in our body. Um, You know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this in his book, Becoming Supernatural, which I really suggest everyone to go get. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his work. But he, he talks about how, you know, we get addicted to feeling our emotions. We get addicted to feeling the emotions of the past. And then our body becomes those emotions and it literally becomes our entire state of being. It just completely takes us over. And this is almost an unconscious thing. We don't really consciously realize that we're doing this. But if we just allow ourselves to sit and kind of feel those emotions fully and look them in the face and just accept them, accept them without judgment, take away the shame of feeling them, take away worrying about what anybody else thinks that you're feeling them and take away the you know, fear that goes along with feeling them and you just have the emotion and allowing yourself to experience it is extremely important for our physical and mental health. So that is one thing that a meditation will get you deeper in touch with is your emotions and how you're actually feeling. During my classes, usually before we start meditating, I always say to everyone, you know, this is a safe space and it's okay to feel any sort of emotion here. And at first I think some people look really surprised when I mention that, but the truth of the matter is, is that meditation will, you know, allow you to release emotion in whatever that may look like. Um, 
I have seen a lot of it during my classes. Some people will cry. Some people's bodies will shake. Some people will laugh. Some people will cough, right? It's just energy that's stuck inside the body. And now that we're no longer distracted externally, that energy wants to come up and it wants to come out. And allowing that energy and that emotion to fully be released from ourselves is truly the key, is truly the key to mastering our emotions and mastering our mental well-being. You know, if um, many of us run around kind of scared of our emotions as well, we're scared to fully feel our emotions, whether that be happiness, sadness, grief, shame, guilt, whatever it is, it runs the whole gamut. A lot of the time, people are feeling fear. At the root of a lot of things is fear. And we just, when we sit and we quiet ourselves down and we are forced to look inward, we can discover that all of that stuff is just sort of sitting in there, you know, wanting our attention. And when we just kind of surrender to our emotions and allow ourselves to feel them, they can be released and they can be understood deeper and they can be fully looked at and experienced. And that is what we are here to do. We are emotional beings and we are always feeling emotion. Um, Some of us trying not to a lot of the time. But when we sit and when we meditate, we're allowing ourselves to really, really take a deep look at the emotions that are going on within us and allowing ourselves to feel them in a safe and non-judgmental space. And the beautiful thing about taking away judgment for our feelings too is that it makes us more compassionate um, towards ourselves and towards other people. And maintaining a regular meditation practice will really strengthen that muscle. Um, It will be much easier to see things from other people's perspectives and to understand where others' emotions are coming from as well as your own. And the beautiful thing as well about fully feeling our emotions is that once we release those emotions, we're, they're no longer running us in the background. We're no longer walking around with thought forms of fear or thought forms of shame or grief stuck inside our body because we've allowed them to be released through emotion. It is actually a really beautiful thing to be emotional and to allow yourselves to feel that full emotion running through your body. It is just part of life. It's part of being a human in this earth experience at this time. We need to take away the shame and the judgment that comes with being an emotional person. Another benefit of meditation as well is that, you know, when you meditate, especially as a habit, as a regular practice, you won't be so emotional anymore. You'll kind of be able to realize yourself as the witnesser, right? As the energy that is witnessing these emotions and seeing them 
for what they are. And that way, emotions don't take over our body as easily. We sort of have them more under control. And I'm not labeling emotions as bad, but we we will not be fully taken over by emotion. Emotions will not dictate our entire, you know, thinking process. We will be much more emotionally stable as over time you are able to look at them for what they are, feel them, and then let them go. I think what most people do is they fail to let their emotions go because they don't fully feel them. So they don't feel them entirely through their being and then release them they hold on to them because they're not allowing them to leave their body and then those emotions become their life story they become their schema their definition of themselves you know And if you kind of really look at society, it's it's really gotten out of control. And I talk about this as well. Um, feeling any sort of emotion for a long period of time is actually considered a, di- a disorder, right? If you feel anxious for a long period of time, if you feel really sad and depressed for a long period of time, um, basically there must be something wrong with you. And so then, you know, we go to the doctor and say, well, I'm really feeling this way and I'm really feeling that way and I can't get out of it. And then they give us medication. (laughs) And then we take that label and that feeling and we define our entire life by it. And I talked about that in my last um, podcast that touched on the awareness of labeling. Um. But if we just accepted those emotions and weren't scared of them and didn't try to push them away and just allowed ourselves to feel them and said, you know what, this is okay. It's okay that I feel sad today. I'm just going to allow myself to sit and fully feel it. Or you know what, it's it's okay that I feel anxious. This is normal and it's temporary. And if I just sit and fully feel it and just welcome that feeling and allow it to be there and, you know, look at what it has to show me, maybe try to learn something from it, it would be completely different. Can you imagine if everybody looked at their emotions and accepted them and felt them and didn't try to push them away? There would probably be half as many people on medication right now. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not, you know... Um, going against other people's opinions, if you feel that you do have a disorder and you feel that you do need medication, that's totally fine. But I think that is kind of part of my point. If we just allow everything to be totally okay, you know, everything would look completely different. The way we relate to each other, the way we relate to ourselves. So I guess... um, My little challenge for this week, I always like to give people a little challenge at the end of my podcast because we talk about some sensitive information, Um, but my little challenge is, I guess, to sit and um, meditate and allow yourself to feel. If emotions come up during your meditation, that's great. Allow them to be there. Welcome them and allow yourselves to fully experience them and see if you can look at yourself without judgment in that moment see if you can look at emotions without judging them 
and see what you discover. See if you learn anything about yourself and the way you feel emotions or the way that you look at emotions. So yeah, I just wanted to touch light on that and thank you so much for listening and there will be another podcast up next week. So check back then. Thanks so much and have a great day.